0: It is a dark and rainy afternoon here at the recording studios of NIPTI Radio. Welcome to this week's edition of the NIPTI Practice Tips. Today we are going to be discussing when a person is considered to be in custody in the determination of whether or not Miranda warnings were required to be given before any questioning can take place. Defendants who make admissions or confessions to law enforcement personnel are not always entitled to have Miranda warnings administered for the statement to be admissible at trial. If law enforcement officers are conducting investigative questioning, or if the defendant is in custody but there is a public safety exception that requires questioning, or if the police are securing pedigree information, if the defendant is committing a bribery while in custody for another crime then the the Miranda warnings are not required to be administered. Most significantly, if a defendant is in custody and not free to leave, then such questioning requires the Miranda warnings to be given. However, if a reasonable person innocent of any crime who was in the defendant's position would not reasonably believe that he or she was in custody, then the warnings are not required to be given. This is the law as laid down in the Court of Appeals Foundation cases, People v. Euckel from 1969 and People v. Centano from 1990. Therefore, the state of mind of the law enforcement officer is not determinative of the question of whether the defendant is in custody. As noted by the court in People v. Perez, a first department case from 2007, regardless of their unconveyed intentions, The police treated defendant as if he were a potential witness rather than an arrestee throughout these interactions. So when the defense at a suppression hearing asks the law enforcement officer a question such as, what would you have done if my client had turned and walked away, is not relevant and it would be appropriate for you to object because it is not what the officer was thinking at the time, but rather what the reasonable innocent person would have thought if they were in the defendant's position. Keep in mind, apart from pedigree information, you are still required to serve 71031A notice to the defense about any such statement, even if the hearing court ultimately determines the Miranda warnings were not required. In the case of People v. Chase, the Court of Appeals in 1995 clearly makes the point that it is the court and not the people determine the issue of whether or not the rights were required. In chase, a failure by the people to have given CPL 71031 a notice of a spontaneous statement made by the defendant to the police should have resulted in the motion court precluding the people's use of the statement at trial. The conviction was reversed, even though it would have been ruled to have been a spontaneous statement if a Huntley hearing had been held. Remember that the defendant does not have the, quote, right to be arrested. By this, it is meant that just because the police possess probable cause to arrest an individual, they are not required to cease their investigation or to give Miranda warnings at any point at which they speak to the defendant. Therefore, law enforcement officers are not required to take someone into custody when they have probable cause to do so, nor are they required to supply Miranda warnings when speaking to an individual simply because they possess probable cause to arrest that person. They may continue to investigate the case and may engage the defendant in non-custodial interrogation, which does not require the serving of Miranda warnings. There is a distinction between what is considered being in custody for Fourth Amendment purposes and Fifth Amendment purposes. A miranda statement given to law enforcement officers after they had the defendant in a temporary non-arrest detention may be admitted at trial. In People v. Allen, a 1989 Court of Appeals decision, the court wrote, Within minutes of the receipt of a police radio transmission alerting them of a past robbery, the officers arrived at the scene. The defendant fled into a darkened alley two officers went into the alley and caught the defendant scaling a wall the police put handcuffs on the defendant and led him out of the alley into the light there they intended to frisk and question him as they were leaving the alley the defendant made an incriminating statement about the robbery the defense contended that the defendant was arrested having been placed in cuffs without probable cause and therefore, the spontaneous statement was made because of an illegal arrest. The Court of Appeals disagreed. It held that by placing the handcuffs on the defendant in those circumstances, it was not an arrest and totally proper to do. More directly, in People v. Morales, a 1985 Court of Appeals decision, the court held, there is a clear distinction between stop and frisk inquiry and a forcible seizure which curtails a person's freedom of action to the degree associated with a formal arrest. Thus, questioning after a frisk without more does not constitute custodial interrogation. For the citations for the cases mentioned, as well as additional authority and case examples, please see the new memo entitled In Custody for Miranda Purposes. Our thanks to our crack producer Jonathan Marconi Crespino and to all of you out there, good luck and stay ready my friends. Excuse me while I kiss the sky